Hi, everyone. I'm Jim Gast, and you're on Low Law from Left Behind. And right now on the internet, someone is looking at your website, someone is looking at your Facebook page, and they're trying to, to decide whether they're going to pick up the phone and call you or some other attorney. And uh, and so what they're really doing is they're they're sifting through your pictures and your post and subconsciously standing over the garbage can in their kitchen, going through the junk mail, trying to decide if your law firm is going to make it to the key pile or not. And so I'm going to talk with Mike Brown today, everybody, Mike Brown, and uh, how to get your law firm into that digital key pile. But just in case this is the first time we've met, again, my name is Jim Gaston. This is your law firm left behind. I'm a technology, cybersecurity, and business consultant for law firms. And so with me, my good friend right here is Mike Brown, uh, internet marketing consultant, great friend, all around great guy. Mike, would you just take a minute and introduce yourself to everyone? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Mike Brown and uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I have worked with law firms for over 21 years now, uh, and uh, I help law firms with their digital marketing for the past 12, 13 years, and uh, really my goal and my passion uh, is just like yours, Jim, which is uh, to make sure that the legal community is as strong as it can be in our area. And uh also make sure that uh, uh, consumers, people find the right lawyer for what they need. And you've been doing a great job of it. So, Mike, I want to ask you a quick question. Um, thinking about that digital keep pile, right? You know, the analogy of the going through your junk man in your kitchen. There's that digital keep pile, right? Um, I mean, do you like that analogy? Is that what people are, are actually mentally doing when they're looking through a Facebook page or a website to consider a lawyer? Yeah, so what you're talking about is uh, referrals, and uh, referrals are the lifeblood of any uh, any good business. But any law firm, referrals are the lifeblood of the uh, of the firm, and and referrals come from uh, law firms that did a great job for a past client, <clears throat> or they're doing a good job for a current client, and the client shares their name with somebody else. That's a referral. But even the American Bar Association says that. When somebody is looking for a referral, they get three names minimum before they start looking each person up. So a, you have to understand that a referral doesn't mean you got the deal. It just means you made the short list. And so how do you, number one, how do you make the short list <clears throat> by being a good law firm? But how do you stay on the short list? And that is by taking care of, uh, uh, of your digital presence and making sure Again, Jim, we're post-COVID, right? Um, the only reason we're not together in one room right now is mainly because of COVID, right? Everybody's social distancing. People aren't necessarily getting together and having coffee and talking about life. Uh, so uh, people are looking you up long before they call your firm. And you have to be aware of the fact that um, everything you have online has to represent you the way it would if I walked into your office. The, the other important thing, I don't think law firms appreciate enough uh, that people do their homework before they call and hire a law firm. You know, it's no different than um, vetting a jury. There is no lawyer that I know of that would just reach into a hat and pull a jury's name and, and, and look at it and say, this is the one I want, right? Lawyers will vet jury pools until they get the right people. And what do they look at? They look them up online. They look at any blogs or any writings or any social media. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
They really get to know that jurist before they put them on the panel. Well, same way. You know what? You know what? I'll add to that. And so you're right. And as much time and energy as is spent by an attorney vetting those those individuals on that that jury, right? Or the judge or whatever, right? Uh, Or the opposing parties. uh, A lot less time is spent vetting that attorney, right? I mean, it's quick, right? And so that digital first impression has to be nailed fast. Would you agree? It's within seconds, right? Mm -hmm. Within seconds. You know, when Mm -hmm. they... When they look you up, uh, <clears throat> first of all, when they look you up, what are they going to find, right? If I look up, you know, Jim Gast, attorney, Cincinnati, Ohio, um, obviously I'm not going to find anything because you're not an attorney. <laughs> but um, you stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. I did. I, I pretend because I stayed at a Holiday Inn. No, but if I if I look up Jennifer Lawrence, attorney, Covington, Kentucky, what am I going to find, right? So the, the we're talking about a number of things you know, um, how do you win? But the very first thing you have to realize is what is your online reputation? What is that first page of Google going to come back with when I look you up as a lawyer? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Procter & Gamble is right downtown in Cincinnati, right? Well, Procter & Gamble made a history of branding, right? Um, you have to treat your law firm and you as an attorney, you are a brand and you need to define it, own it and defend it. So you need to Make sure that you have, yes, a website, a Google business page. Um, Your name should come up in prestigious directories. Whatever your name is tied to, own it. You know, we really didn't talk about this. And we talked about a few things. Um, And and by the way, the show's not scripted, everyone. I mean, we just kind of go over some bullet points. But Mike, I'm going to throw this one out there. Um, Personal profile or not, right? You're an attorney. Is your personal profile on Facebook? It, does that matter much? Should you share it? Should it be open? What kind of stuff should you should you not put on there? Uh, what are the considerations? What are you recommending to people? You know, um, when you get right down to it, Jim, uh, it's a people business. Okay, mm-hmm. um, people hire people, and and so <clears throat> even if you're in business law, um, even if you're a litigator, even if you are um, family law, criminal law, estate planning, I don't care what area of law you're really in other than, you know, maybe landlord tenant, but um, it's a people business, people hire people. And if we go back to our original premise, which is that short list, it's down to three people, correct? Now, I presume all three of those people, because they're on the short list are pretty similarly uh, competent as far as lawyers that can do what I need done. Guess what? Now it's going to really come down to who I connect with on a deeper level than just where you went to law school or how many how many uh, years you've been practicing. So are you going to give me what is that extra thing I'm going to connect with? And maybe I go to your LinkedIn page and I see that you and I have 30 people in common. And of those 30, I actually know 10 of them. And of those 10, I actually like three of them. And and so. I call one of them up and say, hey, how do you know Jen Lawrence? And they'll say, well, are you kidding? I went to I went to grade school with Jen. She's one of the smartest people you'll ever meet. And their firm is the most talented you know, law firm uh, in the area. Uh, I would call her. Well, guess what? Because you did a good job on your LinkedIn page where I was able to see who you know that I know, uh, I was able to vet you. And, and you're probably going to get that call, right? So um, you said 
what do you put out there about yourself? Put as much as you're comfortable with, but put enough for me to really connect with you on a deeper level. You know, yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about bios and things. Um, I'll tell you what you probably should include in your bio. But, you know, again, the bottom line on this is this is post-COVID. So people are not necessarily coming into your office. They're not seeing that wall of fame behind you with all of your credentials. They're not seeing the beautiful uh, wood floors and, you know, the ceilings, right? They're not seeing all that. They're online. So you need to bring your offline brand online. Mm -hmm. And I don't just mean a logo and pictures. When I say bring your offline brand online, I'm really talking about bring your offline network online, right? Mm -hmm. We're in a room. If we're at a party for uh, Jim Gast and, and all the people that you know are at that party, well, they need to be at the online party. They need to be connected with you on LinkedIn. They need to be connected with you on your Facebook page. Why? Because I need to see who you know that I know. You know, uh, when we when we started talking about this one, and, and, and Mike, I'm excited that you're going to be joining me more often. When we started talking about this um, this segment, uh, the bio, right, and how yeah. important the bio is, I started thinking about my own bio, and, and I, I feel like I've made a big faux pas, big mistake on my own bio. I think that bio is written is written so that when you're reading it, it's not first person. It's it's like it's a bio. Somebody talking about me. Jim Gast is a when it should probably be in the first person voice. What's your what's your opinion? Uh, you know, I, I agree with that. There are a lot of attorneys um, where it's third person. You mm -hmm. know, Jim did this and Jim did that versus I this and I that. So that's a personal preference. Um, you know, uh, I, I think it all depends on the lawyer and what they're comfortable with. Um, but, um, I like, I like the personal, um, a little bit, but that's, that's a personal preference. Read it yeah. several ways, read it several ways. And some, some lawyers will change their bio based on, um, if they're going into a big trial, they might adjust their bio to make it more litigation heavy versus, you know, uh, something else, or mm -hmm. they might change their bio, uh, to make them look more focused in one area, which pertains to that, that case that they're about to go to. Right. Mm -hmm. um, because you have to also ask yourself who's looking at your bio, right? Yeah. You know, uh, attorneys, um, rarely do they look at the data um, behind their website. Right. But the number one page that is looked at on any website beyond the homepage is the attorney bio. Mm. It's the number one page that gets looked at Why and constantly <clears throat> when I work with law firms, I will show them the data. I'll show them how many visitors uh, came to the site and what pages they looked at. And they are in awe. Um, I, I just did this the other day with a, a lawyer and, and showed them that they had viewed the, this lawyer's profile over 80 times last month. And, and <clears throat> he was curious, like who's looking? Well, it's prospective people looking to hire the attorney, but also he was in trial. So um, juries, judges, they're not supposed to do it, but we all know they do. Opposing counsel, the person on the other side of their case, um, the, the actual plaintiff might be looking you up. There's a lot of people that are looking you up and you don't have any idea who they are. 
So again, <clears throat> I tell people it's a lot like having company. You're having company and you have to have, make sure the house is ready. Yeah. And so the elements in a bio on the website or, or on a Facebook page, well, is it important to show, you know, this person went to this school, has these magna cum laude, graduated, you know, Todd did this and, you know, in uh, the bar review or, or is that stuff as important to a potential client? And does it matter consumer to to business 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 uh, client? Uh, yeah, it does. Um, you know, uh, a lot of lawyers look at their bio. A lot of them don't pay attention to their bio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's amazing when you look at different law firms and and some that just it's out there and you look at their bio and it's just their kind of name, rank and serial number. It's yeah. kind of where they went to law school, how long they've been practicing and what areas of law they do. And I try to get attorneys to understand Um you would never apply for a job with just a resume, right? You would have a cover letter to go with that resume that tells people that tells the person really a cover letter decides if your resume is actually going to go on to the vetted pile or not, right? People don't look at every resume. They look at a cover letter and decide, is this one I want to go deeper on or not? Right? So um, when you talk about a bio, you need to have, you know, a couple of, three paragraphs about who you are and what you do and who you do it for. That's paragraph number one. Mm -hmm. Paragraph number two should be, what are some key, uh, some key achievements you've had in your career while you've been practicing law? And I don't care if you've only practiced five years, you've gotten achievements, right? And then the third paragraph, which is often overlooked, but really can't be. The third paragraph is what do you do when you're not practicing law? Oh, right. Are you raising children? Do you coach soccer? Are you involved in the Karen Wellington Foundation uh, for breast cancer? Are you you a runner? Are you a runner? Right. Um, Jim, you're a big runner. And I've seen that in your bio. And, you know, um, Mike, but thank you. (laughs) No, no problem. And I'm a runner. I run to the refrigerator all the time. You know, but I I am a runner then that's going to maybe lead me toward you. I have a, a client up in um, in Columbus, Ohio, where in their bio, just almost as a throwaway, you know, they said, uh, when I'm not practicing law, I'm a private pilot and I love to fly. And a woman hired this attorney for a, a pretty big injury case because her husband was a private pilot who had been killed in this accident. So you really never know what people will connect with. But if you put it there, you have a chance to reach somebody on a deeper level. You know, I, 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 you want to mention names? We talked yesterday about the bicycle lawyer, right? Don't you love it when a lawyer actually gets that, that, that some name like that, the bicycle lawyer? You yeah. know, you're welcome to mention if you want to. I, I love that. I love talking about people. Uh, Steve Magus. <clears throat> Steve Magus is uh, a well known um, attorney that does bicycle law and he is synonymous with bicycle law in the in the biking community um but when you look him up and and you see his passion like it is his mission like Mm -hmm. he's on a mission to make the biking world safer you know and 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 really be an advocate so there are there are plenty of attorneys where 
how could if you needed a, a, a lawyer in that area? And, and sadly, that's a really horrible area to really need somebody, because if you need somebody, it's a bad situation. But would you really want to call anybody else if you knew about him? No, no. Uh, absolutely not. Only if only if he couldn't do it. And, You're and right. hopefully he's so busy, right. right. And hopefully he would guide me to where I would need to go. But yeah. the same thing is with like in family law, you know, when you look at um, mm-hmm. a family law attorney, um, you know, um, like Jack so Smith or Stephanie Dietz or Phyllis or Barb, you know, they are deeply involved in the family law, the matrimony uh, area of law, and they're involved in associations and they chair, you know, mm-hmm. certain uh, committees. And you know that they are deeply committed to their area of law, right? So, yes. you know, getting back to the bio though, Jim, one, one thing that always um, people often overlook and they shouldn't is their picture. Mm. The picture on the bio. Mm-hmm. Now, how many times have you seen a picture on a bio of an attorney and you actually go, you run into them and meet them and they're 20 years older than the picture. The picture is actually from yeah. law school, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, highly recommend you get a professional fo- a professional photograph. You know, we yep. don't need this, right? We don't need the the selfie when it comes to your your attorney bio. You should have a professional picture taken. Have it done in your office, and have it done every two years, right? Yeah. You change. Yeah. People change. I have a I have a client, Jim. That's um, I don't know. He's 35 years old, but he looks like he's 18. And and I and I tell him, you need to have a picture done every six months, right? Yeah. We need or have a computer aged. Um, he did during COVID. I noticed he grew a beard, and I and I quickly got my photographer over there to get pictures because he looked at least a year older, you know, with the with the beard. Yeah. yeah. So well, I'll tell you uh, what, a good you updated mean, picture. It, yeah. Is yeah. Important. Really. Yeah. I'll also say this, Jim. Um, when you update the picture on your bio, and in fact, when you update your bio, update it across the web, right? Don't just update your website, but update all the, all the things. Um, I, I recommend keeping a, a, um, an Excel spreadsheet. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. if you do a search for yourself, right, you do a search for, um, you know, Charlie Rickers, attorney Cincinnati, and look at all the directories that come back with your name. Uh, keep all those directory links in an Excel spreadsheet and keep the username and passwords so that when you change your picture, you can quickly go to the other directories and change that picture. You don't Mm -hmm. want somebody to find you on Super Lawyers or on Justia or Lawyers.com, any of these other directories. And there's that that old picture from law school versus the new one that's on your website. So change the picture across the web and, and make it easy because Maybe you're going to change firms in two years. And when you change firms, guess what? You need to go back to those directories and change the name on those directories and lead them to where you are now. So it's just an easy way to do that. So, so let me ask you, I mean, we, we understand why social media, you know, we got about two minutes. And so I want to finish up on this one. Um, you know, what is it about social media today? Uh, you know, we don't have the yellow pages. Anymore. Remember, we used to schlep the yellow pages. Um, you know, the, all the all the pieces of the yellow pages to advertise lawyers um, and they just call whoever the biggest ad. Right. It's not like that anymore. The footprint's important. Would you agree? Oh, your digital footprint is very important. Um, and, and, and again, it's all the ways people can um, can really vet you and feel 
are you the right person for me to work with? Can I connect with you on a deeper level? And mm-hmm. your website and, and your bio on your website, those are critically important. But your website is kind of what you do, who you do it for, and, and, and how much you charge for it and all that, if I can hire you. But your social media is where I really feel the firm and I feel the personality of the firm. But I can also see who you know that I know in common. Um, I can also get a feeling for the firm's personality. But I also can get a feeling for how other people feel about the firm. If I go to um, the social media property for the for the law firm and I go in there and I see five people like the firm and I see a couple of posts from Thanksgiving 2018, I realize this firm's not really on social media. They're not participating. If I go to your firm's Facebook page, though, I have a small firm down in uh, Madison, Indiana. Um, Alcorn Sage Schwartz McGrath. And when you go to their Facebook page, right, they are in a town of 30,000 people, but 3,000 people like this firm's Facebook page. Wow. That's 10% of the population. That's amazing. It's incredible. It's amazing. And when you look at their posts, their posts are all about the community they serve. It's mm-hmm. like the new Brugger's, uh, Brugger's Deli opened up, right? And they'll offer a $25 gift certificate to Burger's Deli if you tell them your favorite bagel sandwich. Or um, they'll talk about a new pet spa that opened up to you know, wash your pet. And they get hundreds of people like these pages and hundreds of people that share these posts. It's incredible, the engagement. And you really get the feeling this is a firm that is loved by the community. So you know you found the right firm. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it really helps you get a feeling about the firm. That's what your social media, that's your opportunity to connect with people on more of a personal level. I think it's important to educate in the law. So so David Lefton's really good about putting out great posts about, you know, different things and different information about the law. I use David Lefton all the time as an example of how to do it right. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. David He's Lefton. A great- he takes the the topic of estate planning and brings it down to the everyday person. Um, you know, he did a post on when Prince died without a will. And, <laughs> you know, Prince was Prince's value was climbing by millions of dollars a week because of all the downloads. And, and he had no will. That's amazing. None. So, <laughs> I mean, if you think about that, a guy like that who had, you know, how many hundreds of people work for Prince and he didn't have a will. And, and during COVID, you know, people need a will, right? And, and so David does a good job of communicating that. Well, Mike, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate it. Uh, we got to cut out of here because we, we want to keep the show to 20 minutes. Uh, real quick, um, if you don't mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop us down into a different view, Mike. And if you're not a member of No Law Firm Left Behind, uh, we've got a LinkedIn group. And so that's the ugly, unfortunate uh, link that LinkedIn gives us. And hopefully one day they'll, they'll change it. But uh, that is the link for LinkedIn, our LinkedIn group for No Law From Left Behind. If you're not a member, just go to LinkedIn and search No Law From Left Behind. Plus, if you search in Google, No Law From Left Behind, you'll find all of our podcasts on all the platforms. Uh, Mike, you're a member of No Law From Left Behind. And I so am. if you've got a question for Mike, you can go ahead and grab him there. Uh, in addition to that, if you actually want to get a hold of Mike, take your phone right now. And if you're take a screenshot right now, get his email address or take a picture of the phone of the of the computer screen right now. <laughs> right. And, right. uh, and reach out to Mike. But uh, we'll be back next week. Actually, Mike, you're not joining us for another four weeks. 
Um, so I'm really excited about that. He will be back. And yep. so if you have some questions, we'd love for you to post them out on the on the LinkedIn or email them directly. Mike, I yep. really appreciate you being here today. Uh, my pleasure, Jim. Thanks for doing this. Uh, it's a great it's service great. to uh, the legal community. And uh, uh, I look forward to being part of your marketing segment going forward in the future. Love it. Mike, sit tight. I'm going to end the show. Everyone have a great week. Talk to you soon.